0: Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai. Best in new inventory. All with great warranties. I'll tell you, you can't put a price on a great warranty. You really can't. It saves you so much. But if the budget dictates that you uh, have to go with uh, pre-owned inventory, they're the best. Pre-owned inventory outstanding because it has the Sunbury Motors guarantee and a fabulous service department that takes care of all of it for the lifetime of the vehicle. And they are so busy right now. They have great technicians already there. But when you're a 107-year-old dealership, you've earned a lot of trust. And people turn to you. Well, guess what? They need more great technicians to go with the ones they already have. So if you're experienced, maybe an entry-level looking for that first job, someone looking for a career change <coughs> suit, uh, they would love to hear from you. Stop by in person, apply online at sunburymotors.com, or call Todd at 287 Great to be with you. The Yankees have already in a move of cowardice. They don't want to play Cleveland. So tonight's game's off. No, señor! No, señor! No, señor! Now, I will say this just in all seriousness now. I mean, now now let's get serious about it. It is a break for Cleveland in this regard. Look, they don't score enough to beat the Yankees. It's as simple as that. Uh, But their best chance is their pitching. All right? Well, this does push everybody back a day. And it also gives their bullpen a break. It's the best chance that the Guardians have is to have their pitching starting wise lined up, starting with Bieber, and to have their bullpen with a day of rest. So this actually this rain out today is a break for Cleveland. It's not a break for the Yankees. But again, they don't have enough to compete with the Yankees offensively, and that's the bottom line. But their pitching is their best shot at it, and this at least gives them a chance, Terry Francona, to line up his pitching and also give his bullpen an extra day. It also gives Matt another day to panic.
1: Well, actually, for me personally, as far as trying to watch the game, I'm actually okay with this because I, I have a very good chance of being able to watch this game in peace for the most part tomorrow because I, yeah, cl- yeah, I can start yeah because I can start to watch the o'clock. game in and, and my office here and then I'll be able to with a change in schedule I'll be able to go home tomorrow and probably watch the game majority of the rest of the game because the kids will be asleep it's normally their nap time so
0: well I was uh, I, I might be able to see some of it on the plane maybe um, We'll see. So I'll watch some, you know, I might get to see some of it.
1: We'll see. So selfishly, this works out for, this works out, I think, a little bit better for me. I would have been fine tonight, but it's just a little stressful trying to watch the game, put the kids to bed. It's, so you know, this is a little bit better.
0: It's entertainment. Entertainment's not supposed to be stressful. <laughs> well,
1: because I don't enter- want to miss anything. Like, I missed a- a- the enter- uh, game-tying a- home run.
0: Entertainment is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be entertaining.
1: <laughs> it is once I'm sit down and actually watching it without any interruptions.
0: Have you gone to medical professionals uh, about ulcers? Or I mean, I... <laughs>
2: no, señor, no,
0: señor, no, señor. I'm just asking. I mean, <laughs> I'm asking the questions. The audience. Now feels they're like they're they saying the same thing I am, right? It's supposed to be it's supposed to be fun. Like tonight's Commander's Bears game. Don't you
1: sense the fun in that?
0: Get the lingerie on the deck, call
1: the janitor. Other than to keep laughing at Carson Went and the Commanders, no.
0: I don't know if Dotson's playing in the game or not. He's been in. He was in concussion protocol last right. week. So, uh, but maybe the extra few days he plays. And Shaka Tony, Tariq Castro Fields, Jaquan Brisker for the Bears. I mean, that's my interest in it. I really don't have much interest in it, one way or the other, in terms of who wins the game. Uh. I mean, I know Mercy's a big Bears fan, so maybe I'll swing that way. Sure. Okay. Um. It's also going to be interesting to see, and to be on in all honesty, how Prime Video handles the Daniel Snyder story, which is, whoo-hoo. well, it's. I don't know how much you can say about it, because we don't know what his information is. He claims he has dirt on NFL owners and Roger Goodell. Well, exactly how much commentary he's supposed to give on something, because we don't know what it is. Right? I mean, there's there's a lot of words written in this story. Lots of words. Lots of words. Lots of words. Okay? I mean, this story is so long, it's unbelievable. I mean, this is a couple thousand, three thousand words, maybe more than that. Right? Maybe 5,000 words. But it's a bunch of mumbo-jumbo. <laughs> because he just claims he has dirt. Okay. Don't bother reading the story because you're not going to find
1: the dirt. It's not in the story. Right? Right? Yeah, and it comes to that. But I will say this. The next set Me- of owners meetings, we will find out exactly how big a goyoons the group of owners actually have. Because now this is out there. Will they actually vote him out?
0: Who knows? I don't know what they're going to do. All I know is that The base story is he claims to have dirt on Goodell and on the other owners and that he had instructed his attorneys to hire investigators to investigate the other owners and Goodell. After that, there isn't much more about the story to talk about because we don't know what they uncovered. Right? Because now that's actually, okay, what did you uncover? Well, I can't say. Okay, because everything else is more of a history lesson of how we got here, right? I mean, that's what it is. Absolutely, it's more. I mean, it's it's about you know how Jerry Jones has protected him. Now he might not be protected by Jones. Uh, about everything that's happened within the uh, organization, about the the people that were fired. Um, the accusations against Snyder, the congressional hearings. I mean, these are all things that everybody already knows about anyway. Just in there's greater detail. In it, right, but there's nothing in here that's new. You know, we hired, they hired Beth Wilkinson to be, you know, to investigate claims of a toxic work environment in July 20, We already knew that. I mean, there's nothing in here that you, you read. It. It's like after a while, I'm like, I'm not going to waste my time reading this. The reason I didn't want to waste my time reading it is, okay, I've got dirt on the NFL owners and Goodell. Okay, what is it? Can't say. Okay, well, I'm done reading. (laughs) When you can say, I'll read it. Right? Now, whether this is enough to keep them, to back off the NFL owners and Goodell from throwing him out, when you're backed in a corner like this, right that's what this comes down to right
1: yep exactly
0: right the question will be how Prime Video handles this tonight and then how will CBS's NFL today handle it how will Fox handle it how will NBC on Sunday night handle it and then how will ESPN Monday Night Football now ESPN has SportsCenter so they're handling it already it's their story it's Seth Thompson, Don Van Atta. Who else wrote this thing? I mean, they put a lot of words in. I think it was Sec- uh, Seth Wickersham and, and, and somebody else. And Tisha Thompson. Yeah. And also, John Keim contributed. And John Master Adino, who's a researcher, contributed. There's a lot of people that put a lot of time in. There's a lot of words here. And, but it's all, it's almost all of it is background. Again, he claims dirt. Okay, well, what's the dirt? That now becomes the question. What's the dirt? The rest of it is, no offense, it's just, it's it's well-researched background, extremely well-researched and extremely well-written background, but there's nothing in there that's new. And the only part that's new is he claims he has dirt. Now I want to know, what's the dirt? Michael Barkan today at 3.30. Jerry Dulac at 4.06. King, final half hour. Okay. So that's today's show. That's how it all lines up. But it's just going to be interesting to see. And I don't want to really hear, this is what I want. To, don't want to hear. I don't want to hear media critics tomorrow if Prime Video doesn't, quote, do enough on the story. Well, they kind of, but what's the story? After you say he's got dirt, you have to ask, what's the dirt? Well, nobody knows what it is.
1: Well, either way, I'll guarantee you somebody's going to have some sort of criticism, especially for the studio hosts, because they took a lot of heat for the Tua situation. So now that this is out there, I guarantee you there'll be lots of eyeballs on that.
0: But again, the Tua situation, we don't know. What did the doctor find? Right. We don't know that. Oh, I'm not saying it's
1: right or wrong. I'm just saying it's it's going to be out there.
0: When you're sitting there and you don't know and you're only making guesses I'm sorry that you know that becomes to me unfair commentary because you'd like to have facts to base your opinions on and it's your observation okay wobbling around and so forth. Okay. I mean, isn't it an educated guess? Yeah, it's an educated guess, but it's still a guess because you don't know. So I'd like to know what they found out, what the doctors say, why they come up, come to that conclusion. And that still hasn't come out. I thought they were going to have a report on that last week. Where's that report?
1: It was just that little tidbit that came out, what, midway through late last week, whatever it was. And then right. this and then a little bit of portion this week he's throwing but that's it he's not playing this week.
0: Right I I mean I can't I can't sit there and be critical of people who have as much information as we do. I don't know.
1: I mean, And going back to Allen and Kirk when that first happened uh, we, s- we played the audio I thought they did as good a job as they could have at that I time they even it. they even cited their, uh, their Amazon uh, neurologist I, or whatever it was yes
0: I totally agree with you and it was unfair criticism of the two of them because I thought they did the best they could with what they had and they brought the neurologist on to talk about it okay because we don't know what was said and why he was allowed to play and if you're Mike McDaniel, I can tell you he he probably looked at the doctor and said, Okay, is he good to go or not? Yeah, he's good. Okay. Well, if they tell him he's good, what's he supposed to say? He's not a medical professional. Well, he shouldn't have put him back in. If I'm the coach and I'm told he's good to go, I'm looking around saying, Okay, like he's a medical professional and you're a sports writer who does it, has no medical background. I don't know. Which one do I trust? I don't know. If I'm told by the medical professional he's good, I'm like going, okay, well, you know more than I do. All right. So I want to know what the medical staff told them and why. And why is it after a couple of weeks we still don't know? Now, that's the part that becomes a little disconcerting. Come on. Be transparent. What's going on here? That's, I think, the part that I'd be critical of. Come on. It's been two weeks. You do have all the information now. Let's go. What's the deal?
1: Right? And the team, the Dolphins' team doctor never was fired. Right.
0: (laughs) Again, what did they find? Okay? I I don't know. That's, I, I mean, I... I'd have a better commentary of it if I actually had findings to tell me what it is or not. Right now, there's a lot of guessing. Same thing with the Snyder story. What's the key right now with the Snyder story? Sources claim he has dirt on other owners and that he had, that he tells people that he has dirt on the other owners in Goodell. Okay. Interesting headline. I'm sitting here. Okay, what? Hey, I know you're aching to know. Matt will have a field day when this stuff comes out. This is the kind of stuff he thrives on. He thrives on on the dirt.
1: I tweeted this out as soon as that story came out. Get him out now. Yeah, That's all. See?
0: Look at Matt. It doesn't take long for the Catrillo guillotine to come out. In fact... The guillotine's been
1: out on him for a while based, now.
0: Based, based on your last name, we're going to call it the Catrillo guillotine.
1: <laughs> all right. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right, back with more in a moment.
0: Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WK. Okay. Tyler Warren didn't get to play against Northwestern. We've saw him in the practice field in the last couple of weeks. Is he going to be able to go Saturday? Yeah, again, as you guys know, and I know for nine years you keep asking me questions about about injuries, and I know you're, you're somewhat new. I'm always like you guys and I'm not telling you how to do your jobs. You ask me a question about whether a guy's gonna play, I'm gonna say yes, he's going to play the game, whether he is or not. Because I'm not telling Michigan who's available and who's not. And I, I got into this a couple years and got chastised and it's not my job to tell you what questions to ask. We're just telling you ask a question about injuries, I'm not getting into it. So again, I'm gonna keep my opinions to myself, but
1: again you're frustrated and mad oh well, i know what the answer's coming so it is what it is at this point that's fine okay well, let me ask you what the michigan injury list is yeah well i don't know either
0: oh you don't oh you mean they don't give it out either
1: no i yeah i
0: know it is what it is so what are you mad at him for
1: i'm not mad i understand i mean i know what it is but it, you know, but that's my business exactly That's the advantage you get. Well, Russ, we have to wait and find out. That's fine.
0: I mean, when they kick off, you'll know. Exactly. The one I'm I'm not sure about is Roman Wilson. He he was in concussion protocol at, at Michigan. The wide receiver, he's the one I'm not sure about. Everybody else on Michigan, I have a pretty good handle on who's playing and not playing. Wilson's the only one I'm not sure about. And I think he's going to play. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, best in new inventory. Great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee and a fabulous service department that backs it all up at Sunbury Motors 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Uh, the outstanding uh, Michael Barcan joins us on the show sir welcome back on a big week like this it is great to have you on board
2: steve jones how are you my friend
0: i'm doing well it is great to hear that voice on the other end
2: back at you thank you thanks for having me always
0: uh it's a pleasure and what a fun weekend for the city between the phillies and the eagles and both at home what is the mood in the city right now knowing that this weekend is upon us
2: the mood is amazing, as you might imagine. It, uh, I, I would, I would not quite say it was like in 2009. You may recall that the Phillies played the Yankees in the World Series, and the Eagles played the Giants. Uh, and I don't, One of the games was nighttime, and one of the games was daytime. They were both home games, and it was it was electric. I wouldn't quite say it's like that, but it's it's up there. I'll say it's up there. You got the Phillies. Hoping to take a two games to one lead over Atlanta, the defending world champions, and of course it's Dallas week with regard to the Eagles, and um, you know they're they're hoping for a six and zero start going into the bye. Would that be amazing or what?
0: Absolutely, and I will start with the baseball part because of the chronological order of it, sure. and also the fact that it's a playoff. Uh, they split in Atlanta. The goal wise, they achieved a goal. And now Aaron Nola is going to get the ball. When you look at what Nola has done in the clinching game to get to the playoffs and then how he pitched against St. Louis, what's been your thought on watching him, Michael?
2: I think that he, uh, as cliche as it sounds, I think he has turned some kind of a corner. He's always been a very good pitcher. He was a Cy Young candidate a couple of seasons ago. He has faded for view from view in recent years in the month of September. And uh, he, he really got it back going this September, and in particular into October. And they really, as it turns out, they really needed that win that Monday night at Houston. You'll recall that was a rescheduled series. It was supposed to start the season, but because of the lockout, they pushed it to the end of the season. So, you know, they had some doormats that they played prior to that, but they really needed – a win against Houston and some help from Milwaukee, and they got it. But Noah pitched that game on that Monday night, the third to last game of the season. And they lost the last two, and you can say well, they probably did that because they had clinched, and they were so excited about it, and I would, I would agree. But Aaron Nola yep. needed to bring it that night in particular, and he did. He needed to bring it against St. Louis, and he did. Um, and the other thing is, Steve, that Aaron Nola pitches much better on five days' rest rather than four days' rest. And if you look at his record, I don't have the exact particulars, but he is significantly better. I would say he's average to to below average if he's pitching on regular rest. But if he's pitching on five days' rest rather than four, he is much better. And he will be pitching on that full rest tomorrow, and, and I think that will make a big difference for the Phillies' defense. The question is whether or not they're going to be able to get the runs. Now, I don't know if um, Brian Snitker, the Braves manager, has has posted or announced as yet who's going to be the starting pitcher for the Braves tomorrow, but if it's Spencer Strider who has been injured, he's had an an oblique injury, and he is a rookie pitcher who has dominated the Phillies in the times that they have faced him this season, um, that would be somewhat concerning because the Phillies can go into these... Bunks offensively, and we've seen that with with the top two hitters in their lineup, Kyle Schwarber and Reese Hoskins.
0: Exactly. I was about to bring that up because Hoskins and Schwarber have not hit in this series. What about the familiarity of it? Because it turns out that three of the four series... Our teams in the division the only one is the Yankees and Guardians where it's different divisions so these these guys have played each other 21 times already now uh in this What so what is the familiarity meant on both sides in your opinion Michael
2: I think the familiarity is significant it's not everything but it's significant the Phillies were eight and 11 in the regular season against the Braves they went down there for that last series and and, and unfortunately they they dropped a couple of the, of the games otherwise, the the Phillies could have come away with with winning the season series, but no matter now, um, I, I think that it it comes down to pitching, and you can be as familiar as you like with the opposition, but if you can't hit the pitching, which was the the case last night, unfortunately for the Phillies, and Zach Wheeler had the same thing going on into the sixth inning. He was perfect through three innings, for yeah. goodness sakes, and and, and um, in the sixth inning, he, he gets he puts two guys on. He, he hits a batter. He walks a guy, and and then you know that that last play. This is all with two outs, Steve. And then Matt Olson comes up and ground ball. Reese Hoskins at first base. And I hate saying this about a player, I really do, but he has butchered the position um, since 2019 when he moved there from left field. And he, he'll he'll get you 30 home runs. I he'll I, get you the 90 or so runs batted in. That's all well and good, but he's cost them games at first base, and it happened last night. We don't know that they would have won had he made that play, but we do know that there would have been no run scored in the bottom of the sixth inning by the Atlanta Braves. So it's a frustration, certainly, with with many, many Phillies fans, and um, I I don't know what the answer is, but he said after the game that he misjudged the speed of the ball coming off the bat, which is why he hit the dirt so quickly, and, and the ball played him. So you can't have it though. And then they get two more runs after that and you know in a playoff situation against the world yeah. champs, that's more than enough.
0: Yeah, no question. In fact, people know that listen to the show on a regular basis. I've said once, I've said a thousand times on the show, you'd be surprised what a good defensive first baseman means to the entire infield. And that's why when I look, for example, like you know, the value of an Anthony Rizzo to the Yankees, Rizzo makes that play last night. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. He, he, and, and, and I would say the majority, the overwhelming majority of Major League first basemen make that play. Yeah. They called it a hit. To me, it's an error, period, end of story.
0: Yeah. No, I'm with you. I mean, I think you're absolutely right, Michael, about that. So now you got to put that behind you. you got to t- take care of business in this. And it does come down to the offense. What have the – I mean, we know the Braves have really terrific pitching. A lot of the same parts are there from last year's World Championship team. What's missing though offensively right now for the Phillies, from what they've been saying?
2: Uh, as I as I mentioned before, what's missing offensively is the leadoff man Kyle Schwarber yep. and the number two guy Reese Hoskins failing to hit. And Schwarber has set a club record now, uh, an ignominious club record. He has started the postseason zero for sixteen, and that record was set back in nineteen fifteen. And the the Phillies were in the in the World Series that year. Of course, it was a completely different playoff setup. You just went right to the World Series if you won your league. And, and he started out, uh, uh, um, what the heck was the guy's name, uh, Bert Neaton, uh, Nitbauer. Um, he, he started out uh, 0-4-12, uh, and, uh, and so now Schwarber's got that beat. And Hoskins has one just one hit, and that was two nights ago. And when when you have your first two guys who are supposed to be your table setters failing to do that, then all of a sudden your leadoff man becomes in effect J.T. Realmuto with Bryce Harper batting second. And I asked the postgame show last night. I asked Ricky Vitalico and Ben Davis and Ruben Amaro Jr., former major leaguers all. I said, "Would you would you rearrange the lineup?" and and uh, Ricky said, absolutely not. Ben said, yes. And Ruben said, I hear what you're saying, and I would consider it, but probably not. So you've got a, a variety of opinions. But I, I think at this point, if, if they're failing to hit to that degree, I mean, it's a club record. You, you have to do something. You have to do something. Yeah. And I might, I might shuffle that lineup just a little bit and move Schwarber and Hoskins further down.
0: I agree, and I agree with your point. I would too, and it's not a panic move; it's just a common sense move. Because remember, this record was set when Babe Ruth was pitching for the Red Sox. Okay,
2: right. <laughs> right. that's exactly okay. right. So George know, Herman all, was, was pitching a, at Fenway.
0: Yeah, <laughs> hey, that's when the record was set when Ruth was a pitcher. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, just, yeah. So, which, which then brings up which then brings up Robbie. He's got the two-year contract now. I got it. How do you think he has handled the stretch run and the first two games of the series at the helm of all this?
2: I I think he's handled it pretty well. You know, there are always moves that can be questioned all the time. And... You never realize how quickly baseball moves along until you until you start taking notes on every single pitch and on every single play and and when you realize what the what the possibilities could be on any particular play and, and so I think rob thompson has has handled uh the lineup up till now, the pitching staff up till now, the bullpen up till now. I think he's handled it pretty darn good. And we'll see. We'll see how he how he does it going forward. I, I may have told you this before, but the, the Phillies' former Hall of Fame general manager Pat Gillick used to yeah. say, uh, "You know, I think during the course of a 162 game season, that that a manager really makes a difference in about 10 games the whole season." Now, I don't know. With all due respect to Pat, I don't know if I agree with that. I think the manager is responsible for, for way more than that. In, in his impression on a team and stewardship of a team. But the fact is, if, if the players aren't hitting, if they're not fielding, then uh, you can't blame that on the manager. What you can blame the manager for is, is is he bringing the right guys in to face the, the, the right batters? Does he have the lineup in the right order? And um, I, I think so far, he has. The, the question is, what's he going to do with regard to Schwarber and Hoskins at leadoff and batting second and I, I think probably nothing. And um you know, remember the devil you know is better than the devil you'll meet. And and right now the devil <laughs> they know is one for thirty four between those two guys and that's terrible. Yeah. But uh you don't want the whole team to stop hitting. And Bones has been hitting and Harper's batting like five seventy three in the postseason. Uh Castellanos had himself a heck of a game one. Uh yeah. I don't he didn't have a hit last night. Um, Segura has been has been really solid, so I don't know. And I, by the way, I might put Segura lead off if I was going to make that move, but I, or Stott. But I I don't know that you that you mix it up right now because the vibe in baseball, as you know, Steve, is an important thing. And and while they're not hitting, you uh, you know, you don't want to send a message that I have no faith in this lineup the way it is, and I'm just going to blow it up and make some adjustments because they'd have to be pretty significant, I would think.
0: Yeah, I've got to now ask you about the Cowboys Eagles. Eagles are five and zero to this point. All right. Is this a a matter of natural growth by the Eagles that started last year, or are there a couple of things that are a little bit different about this team? Obviously, Brown's a big addition, but I mean, that a little bit different about the dynamics of this team that you're seeing that maybe you hadn't seen before.
2: Yeah, I think it's a combination. I certainly think there's growth primarily with Jalen Hurts at the quarterback position. I think what he did in the offseason was was phenomenal. He went to see the the former Major League pitcher, Tom House, out in California. He works with other pitchers. He works with quarterbacks. And I think he he worked on the mechanics of of, uh, Hurts' throwing motion and and, um, playing the position. I think that's huge. Uh, And we're so, as you know, Steve, we're, we're so impatient in 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 our sports scene in general and certainly in Philadelphia to want guys to come to fruition and blossom immediately and it just doesn't happen it doesn't happen in life and it doesn't happen in sports and you got a guy like Jalen Hurts who's still a young guy who who has who has been all over the place from with regard to college football and playing in Alabama and then Oklahoma and then coming to the Eagles and being a backup and then taking over for Carson Wentz. I mean, there's a lot going on there. And, and so it takes a a while to transition. It takes a while. You talk about the game slowing down. It takes a while for that to happen. And, and, um, if his name was Joe Burrow or his name was Kyler Murray, we wouldn't be talking about any of this. He would just be the quarterback of the future, leave him alone, he'll blossom into the position. But he wasn't drafted there. He was drafted well down the draft board. And so we're like, come on. I mean, this guy's not, not doing it yet. we, we got to move on from him. So, and you'll recall all the talk coming into the season was, if he can't do it with Miles Sanders, Devontae Smith, and AJ Brown, uh, and that offensive line, if he can't do it, then then you know they've got to move on from him at the quarterback position. And and I, I think they sold him short. You know, you got you got a kid yep. who is the son of a coach, uh, who acts like a coach on the field, who's never satisfied, who just he just uh, has a different ticker. Uh, he really does. And. I think he's going to be uh, I think he's going to be a great one and I said that 3 years ago 3 seasons ago you did when when he when he I think it was his second career start at Arizona it was an Eagles loss and he did everything uh, but but score enough points for them to win that game and, and uh, people were kind of stunned when I came out on the post game show and I said you've just seen the future of the quarterback position for the Philadelphia Eagles they were like whoa whoa take it easy <laughs> and I said did you see it did you just see what he I mean he can throw he can pass he can read defenses the thing is as other teams prepare for you uh, as a young quarterback, you have to react to that, and I think that's what he spent this past off season doing. And he's looking; he's, he's an MVP candidate. That, what almost six weeks in?
0: No question. Darn, you're good. One I more love thing. Talking one more you.
2: thing, Steve. This six and zero start. And Jaws sent me this. Ron War, How about that for a name drop? Uh, Ron Jaworski sent me this chart, and and uh, you I, you can get it on one of the websites, but. Uh, at five and zero, oh, a team that's five and zero oh has a nearly ninety percent chance to make the playoffs, a nearly seventy-five percent chance to win the division. This is going back to, uh, to nineteen ninety, and a fifteen yep. percent plus chance to win the Super Bowl. That's nine of, uh, of fifty-nine teams that have started five and zero. Oh. If you get to six and zero, oh, making the playoffs goes to ninety-five percent, winning the division goes to eighty-three percent. And winning the Super Bowl goes to 22%. That would be 9 of 41 teams starting at 6-0, and going back to 1990. So that ain't nothing, man. And, um, yeah. you know, I know you can make numbers say a lot of different things, but that's just the facts of it. So I like the odds that they can take care of Dallas. And also going into the bye week, you don't want a loss going into the bye week, even no. if you are facing Pittsburgh coming out.
0: Darn, you're good. I love talking to you. All I'm
2: right. trying, man. I know. I'm yeah. on a
0: Steve Jones show for goodness You're right. getting it done. Michael, <laughs> you're getting it done. Hey, thanks so much for the time today. It is always Anytime. great with a capital G to have you on.
2: Back at you, uh, Y with a capital Y right there. You. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> thanks,
2: Michael. Thanks, Steve. Talk soon.
0: Michael Barkham joining us on the show today. How encouraged were you by the stats at the end?
1: Oh, yeah. Highly, highly encouraged. Exactly.
0: (laughs) When it comes to the Pick'em segment, I'll give you a different interpretation. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just have fun with you. I mean, isn't that... I mean, but again, in the NFL, I mean, starts mean a lot in the NFL. And the Eagles have the best start of anybody in the NFL there's nobody that's five and oh. they're it they're going to be at home sunday night what an atmosphere that is going to be something to see right it is now we're going to transition to maybe a little different viewpoint <laughs> in the next half hour at Jerry Dulac on I'm going to talk to Jerry about the Steelers, but also a very interesting comment, and I've I've kind of felt this too. You see the comment Phil Mickelson made about the momentum being with live golf versus the PGA, and I don't think Phil's wrong.
1: Oh, I I think the opposite, but what? I'm a little bit, a bit of the of the haters' approach. I'll I'll fir- I'll firmly admit that.
0: Yeah, but I'm talking about the momentum in terms of where the pros are going. I mean, you're looking at, you're starting to look at the fields that are put out by the PGA Tour. You can't keep running. You can't look at Spieth and, and Thomas and McElroy and those guys that you got to play in every tournament. We need you because they're starting to get a little thin on their depth. That's what I'm starting to see. And now we don't get a chance to see live golf or how it goes because it's not televised. I guess it's streamed. Ooh, that that would make the suit all excited. They're streaming, okay. But yeah, it's interesting. I'm going to ask him what he thinks about the comment, just to throw it out there, just get an opinion. As we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay. more than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, seven till four. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane, open seven till four Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory trained techs take care of